Harvest Moon Jack presents, for your listening pleasure, The Deef. We called it The Deef. It was supposed to be a joke. We had a game, the group of us. It didn't really have a name. It was just a cryptoid game. It was simple. Every time we got together, one of us had to share a monster story. That was basically it. We had started it back in college and just sort of never really stopped. Of course, there were more rules to it than that. It had to be original, no more than one story introduced per get-together. Whoever had the best monster was winning. All these rules were unspoken, but we all understood them. We evolved over the years to create a friendly rivalry over the cryptoid game. It kept us in touch, gave us something to talk about when we saw each other, and it was always fun to hear someone else reference your monster, either in a new story or just in standard conversation. I made a bunch of them over the years, most of them ridiculous. The Cord Goblin, an obnoxious electric creature that can travel through wires, ties unattended wires into knots. The Skulk, a gelatinous creature, the color of seawater, which lurks in the ocean and generates the unpleasant pulse you sometimes feel when you realize you have no idea what's below you. Halitus, the bent shadow which breathes into your mouth at night. I rarely was winning the game, but every time I went swimming in deep water, I thought about the Skulk and I know the others did too. That's all I really wanted out of the game, to give my friends the man what if moment. Now the others, they took different approaches. Jennifer just went with whatever news story she'd happened across at the time, spinning it into something unearthly. Alex too was all over the map, with no clear thread between any of her creatures. Rebecca, on the other hand, always started her stories the same way, deep in the unexplored jungles. She was very big on lost tribes and creatures forgotten by time, less likely for anyone to think about on a daily basis than mine, but more likely in actuality to be real. Well, more possible anyway. Likely is a bit of a stretch. Emmanuel liked insects, psionic beetles that lived in the roof beams of houses, putting out stressful emanations and feeding on the resultant fights and negative emotions from the families below. Gnats that would lay eggs in tear ducts so the maggots could wriggle their way into the sinus cavity, hiding safely and feeding off mucus until they grew into their adult form. His were usually good for a serious shudder, more so if you had a particularly vivid imagination. They weren't out of the realm of reality either. Bugs and parasites have some weird life cycles and some terrifying adaptions. Then there was Connor. Connor liked predators, big things, scary things. Things that moved among humans, hunting them. His creations were responsible for the missing pets, the missing children, 
than runaways. Like Rebecca's, his stories always started the same way. So picture this thing. He had a rich Scottish accent, which somehow gave his monsters more vibrancy, more life. They were the least likely of our stories because they were the sort of monsters that somebody would have noticed by now. But when you were alone in the darkness, logic like that doesn't matter. That's where Connor's stories always came back to haunt you. If he had a failing, it was that his cryptoids never had a name. They were always just this thing which left it up to the rest of us to name. We would invariably come up with the most ridiculous name you could think of, undercutting the story. He told us one about an underground hive full of man-sized wasps that networked for miles. They would steal cavers and solitary hikers, dragging them down to serve as food and hosts for the larvae. Connor was waxing eloquent about the hive structure when Rebecca suggested that we call them beasts. We all broke up laughing. Even Connor was a good sport about it. The dude was another one of his. A fairly recent one. It was something like a giant boar. Oh, picture this. Only with the grace and speed of a tiger. It stood five feet high at the shoulder. Its mouth could unhinge like a snake to scoop up its prey and capture in its gnashing cavern of knives. It once lived in forested areas, but as civilization expanded, it found much richer hunting grounds in the cities. Connor told us it evaded detection through its speed and slickness of motion Despite its size, it could slide undetected into alleys behind cars and any of the thousand overlooked urban hiding places. It slept during the day and hunted at night when its dark coat provided camouflage in the darkness. The most terrifying thing about it, though, was that it absorbed sound. Things grew quieter as it was nearby dropping to utter silence in its immediate presence. You might never see it coming, but you would know it was there before it took you, because you would feel like you'd gone completely deaf. Deef? I had asked, mocking Connor's brogue, and Rebecca exclaimed, The Deef! Connor rolled his eyes at us and said, smiling, Fine, the Deef, you reprobates. You can call it whatever you want. You won't be calling it anything when it comes for you. You can be sure of that, boy. Absurd name or not, the Deef was one of his best ones. It stuck with me strongly. I could picture this thick, bristly fur. See its bloody snout with its expandable lower jaw. I could even visualize the way its flanks would heave as it ran, streaking silently down the city sidewalks in pursuit of its prey that had no reason to look behind, 
no idea that anything was there at all. The thief kept me looking behind my shoulder for weeks after Connor introduced it. It wasn't just me either. Emmanuel confessed that he had started using his flashlight on the walk from his car to his apartment building. Just in case the thief was concealing itself in one of the shadows. Now I don't really believe it's there, he told us. But then again, it doesn't cost me anything to turn on my phone's flashlight. And that was exactly it. Obviously it wasn't real. But at night, alone, in the dark, what if? That was the fun of the cryptoid game. Except that the other night, I was texting Alex while she was walking home from the corner store. A quiet night out here, she texted. The city's so different at night. Yeah, I sent back. Whole different animal once everything goes to sleep. It's even quieter than usual tonight. Deef quiet? I asked mockingly. Ha ha, yeah. Bunch of shadows around too. Could definitely be a deef around. Ha ha, well, good luck and nice knowing you. That was a few days ago. Emmanuel called me yesterday morning to ask when I last talked to Alex. I checked my phone and saw that that was the last conversation we had. Yeah, no one's heard from her since then, he said, sounding very worried. I'm going to look for her after work today. Think you can come and help me? We'll start from our apartment down to the bodega. See if we can find anything. What exactly are we looking for? I don't know, anything. She's missing, man. I assured him I'd come help. After work, we would meet up by her apartment and start walking. I still had no idea what we were looking for. The streets looked like streets. There was trash, graffiti, paint, dirt, the usual. Emmanuel and I did a slow walk to the store, scanning every alley as we went. By the time we reached the store, the sun had dropped behind the buildings. Now what? I asked Emmanuel. Check again on the way back, I guess. See if we missed anything. I thought about pointing out that if we hadn't seen anything earlier, we certainly weren't going to see anything now that it was darker. But he had a desperate look on his face. So, I showed up and we started to walk back. Halfway there, we still didn't see any sign. Emmanuel started shouting into alleys. Alex, what are you doing? Maybe she's hurt. I don't know. Alex, shut up. Someone yelled from the apartment above us as I ushered Emmanuel on. At the next alley, though, he called out for her again. Alex, there was no answer, obviously. Even he knew there wouldn't be. It was written all over his face. This went on for a few blocks. With only two more blocks to go, Emmanuel's shouts were starting to sound hopeless. Alex! He called out, but he was barely even bothering to raise his voice now. Maybe we can... I began, but stopped dead. I could barely hear my own voice. Emmanuel and I turned toward each other 
the same realization hitting us both. Emmanuel, what's... I saw it then, looming out of the alley behind him like a striking snake. It came from nowhere, seeming to rise out of the bricks themselves, standing nearly as tall as us, its mouth already gaping open in anticipation for its meal, its hooved feet skimmed silently across the ground as it raced towards us. I tried to call out, to warn Emmanuel to move, but not a sound emerged from my throat. It took Emmanuel behind the knees, knocking him over to land, flailing in its massive mouth. Powerful muscles flexed and the jagged pouch closed around him. It convulsed, crushing and grinding Emmanuel inside. I could see the bulges where his body distended the gullet. It swallowed, and the throat tightened. It swallowed again, and it grew smaller still, the third time, and it was back to normal size. It had consumed Emmanuel in seconds. He was gone, not even a drop of blood remaining. And all of this happened in total, horrible silence. Its meal finished. The deaf lowered its head and looked me directly in the eye. I saw hunger there, but after a moment of regard, it melted away into the alley. I never blinked, but still, I lost sight of it within seconds. I don't remember how I got home last night. I don't know why the Deef let me go at all, but I remember the look in those eyes. I know I've been marked. The sun is dropping in the sky again. I have every light on already. The door is locked. It's a huge beast, surely. It can't get in here. It's amazing how quiet the city gets at night. Thank you so much for playing along and for your continued support. If you enjoyed this narration, please hit the like button, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. If you have any stories you would like me to narrate, please leave them in the comments. And as always, if you hear a sound in the middle of the night, don't go investigating.